Production support for Noon Edition comes from Smithville. Fiber Internet, streaming TV, home security, and automation in southern Indiana. More information at smithville.com. And from the Bloomington Health Foundation, partnering with local organizations and citizens to invest in programs that address our community's health needs. Bloomington Health Foundation, improving health and well-being takes a community. More at bloomhf.org. From the Milton Metz Studio and I Use Radio TV building, this is Noon Edition on WFIU. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from WFIU WTIU News, and co-hosting with me today is WFIU's All Things Considered news anchor, Kerma Schultz. This week, we're talking about the bill that could make it illegal to use a cell phone while driving. We have four guests with us, two in the studio, Sergeant Kurt Dernal, Public Information Officer with the Indiana State Police. And Charles, or Chuck Earl, driving instructor, uh, is also here in the studio. And we're, we're joined on the phone by uh, State Representative Holly Sullivan from District 78. She's co-authored a bill about this issue. And also Kira Hudson, who testified for House Bill 1070, is also calling us today. You can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition, or you can follow us. You can send old questions to the show at news at indianapublicmedia.org. You can also call us at 812-855-0811 or toll-free at 1-877-285-9348. You can also, as I said, send send your questions in as well. So thank you all for being here, the two of you who are in the studio. I'm already going to switch gears because I'm going to ask a question, uh, kind of a general question about why such a bill is needed. I told the folks in the studio I'd go to them first, but I actually think I should go to State Representative Holly Sullivan who has co-authored a bill. What would your bill do, and why do you think is necessary? Well, thank you, and thank you for hosting a show about this um, important topic for Indiana. House Bill 1070 is the clarification of current Indiana code. The code was updated last in 2011, and that was when we did put it into the code for Indiana that um, no texting and driving in the state of Indiana. But that law has been on the books that long, but has not been a benefit to our constituents and their safety since it's never been enforceable. So House Bill 1070 is an attempt to make that uh, language that is current law clear and enforceable so that we can take away any of that confusion for our Hoosiers. So 1070 is an extremely short bill. It strikes out 45 words of code, and it simplifies it to say a person may not hold or use a telecommunications device in the driver's seat of a motor vehicle while the motor vehicle is in motion unless the device is used in conjunction with hands-free voice-operated technology, unless the device is used to call 911 to report a bona fide emergency. So I think the first thing is it's absolutely not a bill to take away phones from Hoosiers while they drive. You absolutely can use your phone. Many of us need those maps and navigation systems and other um, um, uses of your telecommunication device. As we know, um, our society relies on their phones. But it does make it very clear that we need to be able to take those out of your hands so that your eyes are focused on the road ahead. Kurt Darnell, from the state police standpoint, why is this necessary? Yeah, I think anybody who's been on the road uh, sees it. You've been around it. You've been behind it. You've been on the side of it. Uh, you've almost gotten hit. You've almost uh, been swerved into, um, things like that. Uh, I think people really get mad when something almost happens to them, but then the same people that are getting mad are doing the same thing. And, Bob, they don't even realize it. They don't realize it. And and the bill sounds pretty straightforward. It's very, very simple language, uh, very, very enforceable if, if this were to pass. Uh, and it sounds like it's going to keep Hoosiers a lot safer. So, you know, I'm really not supposed to, as a police officer, I'm really not supposed to say rah, rah for one or the other bill. But I'm going to tell you right now, this one sounds like a good one. All right. Well, I want to ask Kira Hudson. So, Kira, uh, this issue really kind of changed your life, didn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Could you tell your story, please? I can. So in um, January, on January 31st, 2005, um, I was actually driving my SUV at the time to go to a physician's office. It was around 7 o'clock in the morning, so not a lot of cars on a county road. 
and was on my cell phone, um, had it in my hand, and was actually in an argument with a boyfriend at the time, and my just peripheral vision wasn't there. Um, I was cognitively focused on the phone call instead of the road in front of me, and all of a sudden saw a squirrel in the middle of the road and overreacted and overcorrected my SUV, slamming it into a um, line of trees on the side of the road. Um, that accident and crash um, left me perilous from the um, waist down at the time and made it so where the rest of the my, rest of my life I would be using a wheelchair and would no longer be able to walk. So we'll get we'll get back to you to talk more about your story and your uh, your testifying for this particular bill and why you find it it's so important. But I do want to ask Chuck Earl as a driving instructor. I mean, you've been a driving instructor for quite some time, right? Several decades. Yeah, since seventy three. Since nineteen seventy three. So I mean, this issue has come up in the last what ten years, fifteen years. Yes, about the time I got my first flip phone mm-hmm. teaching down here, I I realized. Uh, probably 2009, that suddenly someone called me one day on my drive down here to teach, and I reached to pick up for this amazing device, and uh, I almost turned southbound on Walnut, where it was one way north, on my way to teach driver's ed. So that's that's my history, and unfortunately, uh, it's become such a part of our students' lives that it's really difficult to get them to realize there's a difference between driving and and what they should be doing either with media or communications. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Journal, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, if this bill is passed, um, do you expect there will be a, an adjustment period for drivers? You know, I, I don't necessarily see an adjustment period. It's always been, for a long time, it's been against the law to text and drive. But as the representative said, that was not really to the point and, and kind of confusing. So uh, am I texting? Am I dialing? Am I Googling? Am I Facebooking? You know, which one is against the law? So now with this, I think it's pretty straightforward what people are going to expect. Beforehand, as police officers, we weren't necessarily looking for cell phone in hand. What we were looking for was weaving left of center and why we do or going off the road on the right or slowing down when we're not supposed we're supposed to be keeping our speed or not slowing down when we're coming up to an intersection that type of thing so those were the driving behaviors that we were looking for there um the only thing that really kind of scares me about this bill is folks try to put that cell phone way down in their lap so it's not visible so that that is one of those things it's like now we have to accommodate for that it's going to be, you know, those people who just cannot stay away from their Facebook or from their Instagram account, they're going to be trying making ways to accommodate that. So, again, we're looking for the driving behavior mostly, and then we'll, we'll deal with the other behavior mm-hmm. after that. I, I have to admit that one of the things that I'm guilty of is sometimes I'll just try to plug my phone in, you know, while yeah. I'm while I'm driving, and right. it's not a good idea. Yeah. Well, there's no question you are diverting your attention. You know, whereas you should be paying attention to the road and to what's going on. And, you know, you can do one thing really well. You can do two things probably pretty good. But after that, you know, you're really divvying it up pretty, pretty badly. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk to us about this issue of uh, using your cell phone while driving, and really we can talk about other issues as well with uh, Sergeant Kurt Dernal and other people about driving issues, you can give us a call at 812 or toll-free at 1-877-285-9348. You can also send us questions to news at indianapublicmedia.org, and you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. Representative Sullivan, uh, what kind of reaction have you have you gotten to this bill? Well, thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. We, we have had an outpouring of support on this bill. When um, We also have uh, the full support and commitment of the governor. Governor Holcomb is very much so behind this issue of trying to make Hoosier roads safer. So when we first announced that this bill was in the works during interim, I think within the first couple of weeks, we had over 200 contacts to our office in support from Hoosiers wanting us to help lead this culture shift that's needed. And, and, and the sergeant talked about this, but we, we just need um, to use this bill in a way to start educating Hoosiers on how this type of distracted driving 
kills and injures and changes lives forever, as you heard from Kira. So the leadership behind this bill is in an effort to create a culture shift around um, distracted driving due to, you know, the epidemic proportions of our addiction to our phones mm -hmm. and how um, just looking at your phone takes your eyes off the road in a way that can endanger you and others. But what we've also seen is we, we had two plus hours of testimony in our committee, and that's, that's very rare for a committee to have two hours of testimony from Hoosiers across the state to come and testify all in support. We had nobody testify against this bill. And those two hours were a great um, formula, a great representation of the culture shift that I think Hoosiers are going to see on our roadways. Because we, ha we heard from constituents that drove over three hours to talk about this bill. We, we heard from industry advocates such as AT&T or GM motor manufacturing, Toyota. We heard from government agencies, NDOT, and what they're doing to educate and help with public safety. We heard from, um, you know, Superintendent Carter and what the state troopers are doing to help educate Hoosiers in this as well. So having that um, full support and multifaceted engagement, I think, is a strong representation of the support that Hoosiers have for this. All right. Chairman? Representative Sullivan, I wanted to ask you, um, most, most vehicles on the road do not have a hands-free link capability. Has that issue come up? Sure. Um, mo most vehicles don't, but all phones do. So you can use your speaker. You can use Siri. You can use um, a uh, Bluetooth device. I think um, my staff looked it up, and it was like $1.95 on eBay right now to get a Bluetooth device. So there's lots of options because you're absolutely right. Technology in cars is vastly different from one model to another and one year to another. And in 2011, when this was first passed, to now, it's unbelievable the changes that are now happening our telecommunications devices, our phones. Many people don't even use them to call. They use them to text, social media, and other options on our apps that weren't even created when we first started talking about this in 2011. So you're right. There's a, there's a big, um, diverse uh, technology, and probably in two years, everything that we're talking about now will will not will have already changed. <laughs> I, I might say that uh, our producer had taken a call that was very similar to your question. So we've had one caller so far today. So if you want to give us a call, eight one two eight five five zero eight one one or one eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight. Uh, also send your questions to news at indianapublicmedia dot org. Kira, I wanted to ask you about, you know, after your accident, I mean, was there, you know, was there sort of a period of time when you, uh, you know, when you sort of came to grips with if I hadn't been using my cell phone, this might not have happened to me? Or was it something that, you know, took you a while to, to really realize that? Um, no, it was actually pretty um, instantaneous when the crash actually happened. Um, one of the law enforcement officers who arrived on scene was quick to remind me um, that um, pretty much I did this to myself by um, using the phone and then also for reacting with animals in the road. Um, I know a lot of people say that that sounds harsh, but it's, it was needed at the time. Um, this wasn't a poor pity me time. This was I did this to myself and I caused this consequence, um, thankfully to myself and not someone else. But, yes, it was pretty instantaneous. So do you – I know that you've testified um, to uh, testify to the legislature, but, you know, do you go talk to students? I mean, people that, that Chuck is teaching how to drive these days, do you talk to a lot of younger people about this? I do. I've actually partnered with um, Ascension St. Vincent has the Drive Now, Text Later campaign, and I have helped with them. And um, I think first presentation of – the um, dangers of distracted driving, specifically cell phone related, um, at high schools all over the all over the state, um, just to get the message out and to kind of make, um, especially our teenagers and even the parents, everyone thinks that it won't happen to them until it does. So just kind of getting the awareness out there of how common it can be. And I want to ask Chuck, and and you can weigh out on this too, is what's the reaction from teenagers? Do you think that they're starting to get the message? Uh, of course, these kids are coming in as ninth graders, tenth graders. Um, they've sat in the back seat or the passenger seat their whole life, uh, looking and, and reading road lines, stop signs, all all the information that they should as a driver. 
it takes a while for them just to learn that. And then if someone's phone goes off in the back seat, I've had kids turn their head. Well, the phones aren't supposed to go off in the back seat because it's a classroom. And I think that's uh, it's getting, to me at least, really obvious that they're using these everywhere. Um, I know educators in classrooms are having to deal with these issues in the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, it's just amazing what distraction is. They don't really see it as distraction. They see it as a need. Yeah. So what do you do when that happens, when you're teaching a class? Well, if one goes off, we, we safely pull to the side of the road. I open the trunk button and I give them the, <laughs> it's, either, it's either their phone or themselves go to the trunk. Nice. All right. Well, Kira, when you talk to teenagers, what you know, what how, are you getting through to them? I think so. Um, I was actually part of um, previous le- legislative efforts when we went um, specifically towards the newer drivers with the cell phone distraction laws. And even at the time, it was the teenagers who supported the bills. The opposition that we had was actually the parents um, in the past because it was our children who were actually seeing their parents distracted while driving first. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when they became the drivers, um, they already knew that the dangers were there, so they were always in support. So the teenagers usually come up to me afterwards. There's usually a line um, at high schools of them either telling their personal story of how a cell phone-related crash has happened in their life, um, or the warnings of that it actually got to them and that they're thankful for the message before they had to go through the heartbreak. It would be a wonderful thing if uh, if the younger people were teaching the older people. I mean, that happened with cigarette smoking a lot. Yes, it know? did. <laughs> exactly right. Okay. Kerma? Kira, I wanted to ask you, how effective do you think this will be in deterring people from holding a phone while driving? I think in time it will be benefit uh, beneficial for the state. I Part of my testimony um, for the bill, I talked about how I recently went to the state of New York for a family vacation, and we were there for a week, and over the entire course of that week, I never once saw a car crash or a fender bender um, during that whole time. Of course, they do happen there, but it was amazing to see that in the entire week that we were there, we never saw one. And I see at least one daily on my way to and from work, um, just driving on 465 every day. So I think it kind of goes to say because they've had their cell phone related bans um, while driving for since 2011 um, that have been stricter than our state, that they're used to it. They aren't um, looking at their phones. They're looking at their um looking at the roads in front of them, not saying that they're all amazing drivers, but they're still um, paying more attention to the roads than we are here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have a, a question that's come in um, over our our question line, and it is for Sergeant Dernall. It says, police cars have laptops. What's the policy on those? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you talk about a bunch of distractions. Just look into a police car. I mean, there's our laptops, our printers, our radios, our sirens, our direction bars. You know, absolutely correct. I mean, it's just it's one of those things, and our SOPs address all that. Um, you know, that laptop is not supposed to be open while we're driving. Uh, even though it's in a secure location, it's locked down. Um, it's been crash tested to see what happens uh, to, to it in a crash. Um, it's safe, but it's supposed to be down when we're driving. So that's that's how we address that issue. Issue. Same thing with cell phones with us as well. Yeah. Well, what about just uh, – I'm getting a little far afield, but, you know, your officers out there have to have a lot of information coming into them when they're uh, – if they're they're on a call. I mean, how do, how do they keep from being distracted when that's going on? Yeah. It's it's definitely a uh, acquired talent, if you will. Um, but, you know, one that doesn't <clears throat> relieve anybody of any type of uh, responsibility. You know, it's this – we have to be as careful as everybody else is on the road because if we crash into somebody, it's going to cause the same amount of pain and the same amount of heartache if something like that happens. So we have to draw a very fine line there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I want to ask uh, Representative Sullivan. So it sounds like you've got plenty of support for this bill, but are there any arguments that you've heard that, you know, would suggest that, that you're going, you know, too far? I know I've heard, I guess, one that is just, you know, it's another – the personal responsibility should be able to take over. Is there anything right. else that anybody talks about? 
No, that's, that's truly been the only argument. Um, I think I would like to echo, though, what Kira said is we do have some pushback from adults, you know, and, and I understand that. You don't want government to tell you what you can and can't do. Everybody, we're human beings. We have that pushback when that happens. But this is more of leadership around a culture shift, just like when we talked about if seatbelts were going to be mandatory or not. Now, it's a little bit different. I get that. Seatbelts are to protect you personally, and putting your phone down is to also protect all those people around you. Um, So it's a different conversation, but it's still that same sort of pushback on that issue. But the pushback hasn't been that strong. And if anybody feels that way and then sat through or listened in the video archive of the committee hearing of um, the testimony, Many people have said, you know what, that is why the teenagers across the state are so strongly in support of this enforceable law, because they have sat in the backseat scared to death when their parents are teaching them to be distracted drivers by picking up their phone. And many of us us in the legislature are completely guilty of picking up our phone at times when we are driving, too. And this has been a good um, wake-up call, and we are um, committed to helping to educate Uh, Hoosiers on this. Just like last year, this was passed in Tennessee. So that's only two hours from my district um, down in Evansville. And when you travel to Tennessee, you know immediately that they are trying to educate every driver on the road to please put their phone down. And they've done a really good job of educating and um, Mm -hmm. keeping that information in front of drivers to put your phone down. We're going to talk more about uh, the educational piece and and other other aspects of, of this law. Uh, But we're going to have to take a short break. We're already halfway through the program. So (laughs) you guys are all doing a great job. We're (laughs) talking about hands-free driving and and the uh, hands-free cell phones, not hands-free driving. You've got to use your hands to drive. You should. Right? You really should. Yeah. We're talking about hands-free cell phone use um, in cars and the legislation that's going forward in the Indiana General Assembly. You're listening to Noon Edition. We'll be right back. From the Milton Met Studio at IU's Radio TV building, this is Noon Edition on WFIU. WFIU News covers south-central Indiana and the state throughout the day at WFIUNews.org and on Twitter at WFIU News. You can watch unfiltered video of breaking stories on Facebook Live, and you can get a digest of all the day's top stories delivered to your inbox each afternoon. It's a free and easy way to stay on top of the headlines, plus the in-depth audio, video, and print news stories you can't get anywhere else. Subscribe now at WFIUNews.org. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, along with co-host Kerma Schultz, and we're talking with four guests today about the bill going through the Indiana General Assembly that would tighten up on the idea of um, hands-free uh, talking on your cell phone, not being able to, to use your cell phone in your hand, in your car, while you're driving. So we have Sergeant Kurt Dernal, Public Information Officer with the Indiana State Police, Chuck Earl is a driving instructor, and he is here in the studio with us and also joining us by phone. State Representative Holly Sullivan from District 68, the author of the bill that we're talking about, and Kira Hudson, who has testified for House Bill 1070 and works uh, works very hard advocating for um, bills such like this one to try to make sure that people don't get hurt uh, because they're distracted while they're driving. If you have questions or comments, give us a call at 812-855-0811 in Bloomington or toll-free at 1-877-285-9348. You can also follow us on the show at Twitter at Noon Edition or send questions to news at Indiana Public Media. We have had a question come in. Yes, we do. Um, Gary sent a question, and I will open it to any of our guests um, that would like to answer it. He says that using hands-free technology still causes distractions. He also says it's easy to fix phone technology so that they don't work if moving at a certain speed, like over 10 miles an hour. So, Kurt, Sergeant Darrell, you want to react to that? Yeah, he's right. 
um, you know, you're still, even when you're talking on the phone, hands-free, it's still a, a, a situation where you're not completely focused on, on driving. Now, I think what, what this bill is doing is this is uh, reducing that amount. Just so, like, in 2011, when they passed the no-texting bill, it wasn't it wasn't something that was going to forever banish texting. It just made the ninety percent users go down to about forty percent. So we're making it a little bit safer, a little bit safer. I think this this is what this bill is doing. But he's right. I mean, again, when you're not completely focused on the roadway, you start to divert your attention in other directions, and it's just not as safe. But mm-hmm. uh, I think this bill is trying to address that. Representative Sullivan, is there is there any way to you know add any any more teeth to it on things like that, or is there any? I know that you've tried to keep it really simple this year, and there's nothing wrong with that. But are there other times? Like I think about you know how maybe the penalties should go up during a time when the weather's bad or something of that nature. Are there any anything like that um, in your bill? There's not, and. Um you know, I don't. I don't know if that's a conversation for the future or not. But right now, the conversation just needs to be that the Indiana Code against using your phone in a distracted way, such as in your hand, needs to be enforceable. And that's that's the only thing that this bill um, is going forward to do is to clarify the current code so that we can put tools into the officers' hands to be able to enforce these type of distracted driving incidents on our road. And, and you're right, there it's an epidemic, and there's so many people using your, your phones, and even using them in a hands-free way is distracted, just like using your radio or turning on your heat, all those kind of things that distract us as drivers. But this is just an attempt to focus in on this epidemic of phone usage and that all the heads that you see while you're driving down the road looking down at their phone versus up at you as a driver. That's that's what this is about. Can you talk about the fines and penalties that you've put into the bill? Yes, there is no change in current law. So this bill does not touch anything to do with fines or penalties. Um, It's exactly the same in Indiana Code as a moving violation. It's a Class C infraction. So nothing changes with that. A typical Class C infraction moving violation is about a $35 ticket today, and that is dependent upon which county you got it in and if you had any other moving violations in the last 12 months or 24 months. So we're not doing anything to fines or um, violation code in this bill. This is purely just clarifying um, around the texting and driving code that was passed in 2011 to make it more enforceable and easier to understand for Hoosiers moving forward. Okay. Kira, when you testify um, at the State House, I know that uh, Representative Sullivan has talked about, you know, some of the testimony. I mean, uh, your story is very compelling. Um, what other kinds of stories have you heard that, you know, make you know that you're not alone in this issue and that also you think other people should should be able to, to listen to and, and learn from? Um. Hard question. Thank you. So um, it's actually hard. I, when I was asked to speak at this one, um, I um, wasn't sure if I would be able to resonate just because mine had been 15 years um, prior and I wasn't sure it was quote unquote new enough. Um, But hearing the other stories of parents who have lost their children, grandparents who have lost their, um, their grandchildren and other victims who have lost the, um, lost their legs because of someone else driving, those all hit really hard. Um, One of the grandparents actually thanked me afterwards um, when, again, it felt kind of odd getting the attention for um, doing such a stupid act in my early adulthood. And um, he actually thanked me for being able to tell my story because his granddaughter could not. Um, And that one affected me more because um, although I feel like I've been saying the same story for over and over for 15 years, um, there are a lot of people that are not here today who cannot tell their story because of a cell phone-related distracted driving crash. I think one of the things that's most powerful about your story is that it doesn't change. Your story doesn't change. And, you know, 15 years later, you're still – you're living with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck, I have a question for you. Um, What demographic do you think will struggle the most to adapt? 
What we're seeing in the classroom is we, we talk whether the class are behind the wheel. Um, one, the, the, as they're younger, whether, again, a ninth or a tenth grader, um, they don't assume exactly what the truth is going to be when, when they're driving, whether it's someone talking with them or it, whether it would be on a phone. They don't realize uh, how far a car is going to move at 30 miles an hour in one second, uh, two seconds, the fact that you know we're talking about 50 to 100 feet or more, and then the time to get your foot from the brake to the gas, what, how far that car is going to go. They, they don't see that sudden, quick lack of connection and reaction. And, and uh, the younger they are, again, they, they haven't been exposed to that. I can take a student approaching a, uh, an intersection, and I can see the stop sign from a block away. And all I've got to say is to the kid driving, if it's first or second drive, you know, where do you go to school? And I've had them want to talk, and at that point, their foot's not on the brake. Now, fortunately, I have my brake. Uh, but that's, it's, it's kind of a lesson for some kids, especially if they've you know, they got friends in the back seat. We, we've got to convey that focus. And I tell them all they've got to do when they drive is look 360 degrees. That's all they've got to be doing. And uh, tunnel vision is a problem. Betcha. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would think also for teenagers these days, I mean, a lot of times you got four of them in a car together, maybe five of them in a car together when they're out driving around, you know, with their friends. And there's all sorts of fun going on in the car. How, you know, what do you talk to them about and trying to make sure they stay focused with they're the driver? Well, that's when we talk in the classroom. They, of course, they, they've read the manual. They've taken the test. And the state's addressed them being a teenager when they can have just their friends in the car or an adult with a licensed adult in the front seat. And I'm finding they're not following that portion of the law very well. I mean, they're aware of it. Some of them do. But uh, What is that law now? You almost need a flow chart <laughs> to, take, to take a look at it. You really do. It's uh, uh, when they first get their license, when they turn 18, and, and about an adult being in the car with them, that type of thing. First six months of probation, I think, is is on there, too. But like I said, you, you almost need to look at the flyer to say, okay, your age is, this is where you are with your driver's license. Let's make sure we're, we're following it. Right? All right. We have a state representative on the line with us. Is okay. this, is this a, a, a law for a is future this? session? <laughs> Do you think there needs to be some clarification of that? That's a, that's a serious question. Should there be some clarification of that so it makes it easier for law enforcement to enforce this Again, I think with law enforcement, what, what we are looking for is driving behavior. Um, we're not. I, I don't know of any law enforcement officer that says, oh, that looks like a teenager, that looks like a teenager, 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 and we're going to stop them. I don't think that's not what we're, what we're about. We're looking for driving behavior, distracted driving, aggressive driving, that type of thing. Yeah. Well, I'm old enough that you know, when I turned 16 and had my license, you could load as many people in the car as you wanted and <laughs> yeah. go out driving around. You know? Maybe in the back of that pickup truck, too, right? right? Yeah, Remember those right. days? Oh, yeah. Mercy. Yes. Wow. All right. If you have questions or comments, want to talk to us about uh, this new law um, coming through the legislature, Give us a call at 812-855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. You can also send us questions for the show at news at indianapublicmedia.org. Kurt, I wanted to ask about, you know, we're, you know, we just came through a little time when we were making a little fun and laughing. But, I mean, obviously this is no laughing matter. Can you talk about times when either you've been on a scene or officers have been on a scene, what what you've seen you know, the, the destruction you've seen because you know, of this. You know, when we talk about distracted driving, uh, Representative Sullivan was saying, you know, it's not necessarily just the cell phones that are doing it to us. It's it's other things. It's adjusting the heater, looking at the radio, um, seeing what's going on outside, that type of thing. So anything and everything can be a distraction. And, of course, the the um, the, the brutal crash, uh, the school bus that that involved the school bus last year in Tippecanoe County, I believe that was, and um, you know those officers and 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 the families and the victims, um, you know, that was distract. I don't know, you know, if she was on her cell phone or not, but I know that what was going on in her mind, from what I understand, 
she had no focus on what she was doing at that time. And it was clear that that was what was something else was going on in her head. Maybe not. Maybe she wasn't looking at Facebook, but something else was going on. Um, if you remember back uh, three or four years ago, there was a, uh, a crash that we worked north of Martinsville. Um, three or four uh, young men came from uh, one of the caves in Bloomington and went across the center line. What was going on in that car at that time? I mean, there's just a lot of things going on. When you get to a scene like that and you see the brutality of what can happen in a vehicle um, and hard telling why, you know, I don't know of a crash yet that I've ever worked, Bob, that didn't have some type of distraction. Um, If there's not some type of distraction, then somebody did it on purpose. You know, so I don't think anybody ever intends to hit somebody, rear end somebody, or back into somebody. It's just I wasn't paying attention. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Talking about um, distracted driving, Sergeant Darnell, mm-hmm. um, Sergeant Darnell, um, what other issues of distracted driving do you notice? Well, uh, you know, on the roadways, uh, you just have to be out there just a little bit. You know, I'm not always in my police car. So when I'm in the minivan with my kids, I see a lot of things going on. And it, it amazes me more and more each day that folks don't even realize what they're doing. It is, uh, I will be in back of a car and you'll start to see that car just go slowly left of center, slowly left of center. And you're thinking, are, are we changing lanes? Are we going to use our turn signal? What's what's your intention here? What 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 am I about to see? And then they'll jerk back over real quick, and it's like they're on their phone. They're they're doing something else. We're seeing that um, more and more. Um, you know, it's one of those things where d- if it wasn't for defensive drivers out there, you'd see a lot more of, of the crashes. I you know, kudos to our defensive drivers. The, the, those are the people that are saving lives out there right now. Mm-hmm. What about eating? Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. You've seen it. Uh, yes. You've seen it. Um, and I think, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to grab a bite to eat through the drive through on my way across town. Okay. Fantastic. But you, you're having to, we've all done it. You've put your knee on the steering wheel, you know, to stay, to stay straight while I eat my chicken wrap or whatever I've got for lunch. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it is a distraction and, and, and folks do it. So it's just something to watch for. Yeah. You don't want to like try to clean the ketchup off your no. shirt yeah. or on my tie you right, know right, right. but i think i think with this bill though i think what i would like to see is the the culture she representative sullivan talked about the culture change of you know i'm going across town so i'm going to have 30 minutes and i'm going to check some things and now we're going to t- take it to the culture of i'm not because i can't i'm not going to check my cell phone that's not a time to do that period now, there was, I think, during the break, I think, Chuck, you mentioned seeing uh, on some highway in another state cell phone pull-off locations? Yes. We were uh, heading to New England in uh, 2016, and so that was one of the first times I've gone all the way across New York on an interstate. And I, you see the rest areas, but there were specific cell phone lots, uh, more than one on, what is it, I-80 across the north and I, I, I'm sure that tied into their bill when they started that uh, because they have a pretty heavy fine system in the state of New York. And I, I'm sure that gave drivers an, an option. It may have cost some money, but it may have saved some lives. Mm-hmm. Representative uh, Sullivan, of you, has that been part of the discussion or would you entertain you know, some kind of discussion about that after you get this bill through? Well, we have, we have talked uh, – immensely about the education to Hoosiers and what Hoosiers will need to be able to um, put their eyes back on the road, right? But And, and what you guys were just talking about, distracted driving is an activity that diverts your attention from driving, but texting is the most alarming distraction. So we're taking the first step of um, House Bill 1070 and trying to clarify code so that we can start enforcing this type of distracted driving um, and really taking this time to partner with Hoosiers to learn things. Is that something they want to be able to pull off into those kind of areas? Um, We we don't know that yet, but I think this is the first step in finding that out. And um, just kind of going back to what your conversations were about distracted driving, it's important to remember that sending or reading a text takes your eyes completely off the road for five seconds. Just that one text that you send or read. And we always share the stat that at 55 miles an hour, that's like driving the length of an entire football field 
with your eyes closed. So that's what this bill is going after, trying to get those eyes back on the road to keep Hoosiers safe. Is there any funding in the bill for um, educational efforts or, or who's and who if if not, whose responsibility would it be to be able to sort of push the education of this new bill? Sure. I think it's um, the entire state's responsibility. We have a partnership already with Indiana State Police, Indiana Truckers Association, NDOT, um, BMV. Many, many people have already started their educational campaigns. There's a dry, there's a license plate right now that you can purchase that says heads, phones down, head up, and that money goes into a fund to educate Hoosiers and to continue to advocate like Kira is when we go to talk to many groups across the state. We have commitments from Manufacturing Association and um, different um, manufacturers across the state. They're going to do their part. AT&T is one of those that are already doing a lot to um, try to educate. So I think it's going to be, and that's why this is the perfect time for this bill, is we do have a groundswell support all across the state for many different types of agencies to work together on this education. So there's not specifically a line item in this bill for money for that, but NDOT is already working on that. They're already educating. They're already putting their signs up around construction zones especially, and you'll already see many things coming. You'll see commercials on TV. You see billboards and other things that are purchased by the Trucking Association, um, BMV, um, next level um, initiatives with Governor Holcomb and many other people. So I think it's a everybody is needed to help educate. And what we learned in our committee through testimony is the driver and the passenger have a responsibility in remembering to not, you know, just because it's not the driver's phone, if a passenger puts their phone in the driver's face to show them a video, you are helping to distract that driver. So we're going to continue to work with our partners across the state to make Indiana Highway safer. All right. I want to give our numbers again. We only have about 10 minutes to go. So if you do have a question or a comment about any of uh, this that we're talking about today with this new uh, law going through the legislature on um, hands-free phone uh, use in cars, uh, you can call us at 812-855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. You can also send us questions, news at indianapublicmedia.org. You can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. Karma. Representative Sullivan, um, this is not the first time that someone has proposed a rule like this in Indiana. Why do you think it's gaining so much momentum right now? Um, you're right. The first time we passed this law was 2011. So we have talked about it before at the legislature. But I think um, what's important this time is that the people across the state are asking for leadership on this because um, we see the epidemic on our roads right now of distracted drivers because of phones. And when we have um, the people's voice in government and we have government agencies working together to pull the rope in the same direction, you have um, full support and you have a victory in that. All right. So, uh, Sergeant Darrell, again, Kurt, the uh, you've been at this a long time. So, you know, something new comes up all the time. I and mean, this has been an issue just for, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but I think somebody said before in two years we might have something else, some new technology or something else to look at. I mean, how do you continue to sort of reevaluate what, what you have to look at, um, you know, when you're out there trying to make sure and keep the roads safe? Yeah, training, training, training. We just continue to train our folks. Um, we have a, a superintendent's in-service uh, every year, and we go over all of the bills that, that will affect us and our enforcement of laws. Uh, we go over those uh, with our legal section um, so that every trooper on the road knows exactly you know what was passed, uh, how we're going to enforce it, um, uh, what the penalties are, that, that type of thing. So being familiar with what's going on, the awareness, you know, all of these things affect us, too. You know, we, like I said, I'm not in my police car all the time. I'm in the minivan with my kids. And so I, I need to know the laws uh, indefinitely in uh, for for those reasons and just to keep my family safe, but to keep others safe around us. So it's it's always a a, a mode of being familiar and just training, training, training. It just I continues. Slide in a question about another yeah. road safety <clears throat> issue because uh, it was just a few years ago that the legislature passed a law about moving over if uh, there's something on, if yeah. there's an officer on the side of the road. Yeah. 
How well has that law worked, and do you see violations of that law? We do, but not near as much. Um, it, it's, it's been really uh, encouraging to see that, and not just for police officers. We're talking um, for tow truck drivers, for dot workers, anybody, really anybody that's on the side of the road, if they're changing a tire, you need to give them the room. Um, if you can get over safely, um, do that. If you cannot get over, um, the law indicates that you need to be 10 miles an hour below the speed limit as you pass. By so, um, and that's a fantastic law. It's it, that ha- that law has saved lives. Mm-hmm. Good, no question. Yeah, we got a message um, from um, someone that wants to know. She has a newer car and she doesn't understand how to hook up the Bluetooth technology. Um, she wishes that the BMV or car dealerships were required to do this for you or educate you on how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, she has a, a good argument there. Um, just you, knowing how to use the technology is, is very, very helpful. But simply put, Google is a wonderful thing. I, I Google things continuously, and, and that is very, very helpful. And I will say a, a lot of that technology you can't set up if you're actually moving in the vehicle. That It doesn't allow you to set that up. So it has to be in a parked position um, and turned on. But, of course, every model is different. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think we may have a phone call coming in, but we'll get to that in just one minute. So I want to ask uh, Kira. So, in, you know, you're you're still driving, and you know how how I guess I what's the word I'm looking for? How dedicated are you to making sure that nothing distracts you anymore? And how do you how do you make sure? How do you just keep your focus all the time? Um. So a lot of people, um, even at the testimonies in the committee, um, talked about how they put their cell phones in their trunk or their um, uh, purse or anywhere where they couldn't reach it. Um, mine can be right beside me, and it's still not going to distract me. Um, I've got it kind of um, embedded in me, the dangers. So it's not a question of if my phone goes off, I don't look at it. Um, until I get to an area where I'm stopped, um, that doesn't change it. I think, you know, when you lose right, right. Um, the ability to run every day, um, it kind of hits you a little harder, and it doesn't it doesn't take more and actually putting it out of my reach to not be distracted. So, I, I'm, you know, when you're with your friends or family members, do you – are they all very respectful of this, or do you have to continually educate them? Um, so the people who know my story and my background, um, I do not have to say anything to. Um, not everyone knows my story that I drive with in my life. So for those instances, um, when someone gets out their phone and starts using it or anything like that when they're driving, um, I have no problem saying um, something. I've said it to a friend that was a cop before, um, and they kind of said, you know, they can, they're used to the distractions in their, um, in their car, but it only takes um, a passenger to really tape about 30 seconds of their driving and show them later when the car's parked that how many times they went off, you know, they went out of the lane or they started braking for no reason just because they were looking at the phone instead. So, showing them actually will get their attention. All right. Well, we have a phone call. I want to go to the phones. It's Mike Morris on the phone. Mike, good to hear from you. Hi, how are you all today? Good. Go right ahead. Uh, Kurt, I listen to you on uh, the oldie station in the morning every morning. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you bet. So I live on the east side of Bloomington. We just moved here after 32 years in New York, but I went to college here. And I noticed on the east side of Bloomington, every young person under 25 and i'm not one of those old guys oh in my day i just noticed that everybody's on their cell phone everybody's got a cell phone and i feel like this educational program may be like the mythical uh, pushing the boulder up the hill i don't know what the answer is but it seems like something needs to be done and i'm not sure they're going to pay any attention to any educational program let's, yeah let's ask kurt first and then we can go to our our driving instructor chuck it's it is Mike. It's very concerning, and and you bring up a good point. And I'm, and I don't I don't think that you were talking about necessarily teenagers driving, right? You're talking about those that are just at the bus stop and on the crosswalks. Is that 
I think so. He's off. We, he's, off. he's off. Okay. Yeah, I, I, we've all seen it, especially right here on campus. Um, that's where my kudos for the defensive drivers comes in because there is such a way of thinking that if I'm in the crosswalk, that is an invisible barrier that will keep me safe and it just, it's, it really scares me, and, and I uh, shudder to think if it wasn't for our defensive drivers, what would happen? Um, a lot of the earphones are in; they're they're buried into the screen of the phone, not paying attention, um, walking out, you know, just thinking that you're going to stop. I would like to encourage folks, if they would, to please at least look. Um, I, I would encourage them to, if they're walking at night, wear something of a light color. Uh, you wouldn't, you've probably already seen uh, when they walk at night, all dark colors, and, and you don't see them uh, until you're right up on them. And, and uh, again, it's just a very, very scary thought. And as you're walking through that crosswalk, walk with some purpose, please. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's a time you are crossing a street where cars are. Just walk with some purpose and, and get across to the other side. Chuck? Real quickly about the uphill battle. Yeah, we, we talk about the east side of Bloomington a lot. Uh, obviously, a large uh, college population of students, and uh, they don't seem to really see how pretty the Bloomington campus is because their head's down. And, mm. uh, of course, when I was a student here, there weren't crosswalks because we walked everywhere. And mm. that's what we're trying to do with the kids in the car is tell them, one, don't go up on campus at night if you don't have to because – you're going to have twice the problems with pedestrians where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's always going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. So very quickly, uh, Representative Solon, what's next for the bill? Yeah, thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. The next part is Senator Kreider, who is the chair of transportation in the Senate, will carry this bill throughout the Senate. So the next step will be a hearing in the Senate. After the hearing in the Senate, if it passes, it will go to the floor in the Senate. And... Um, Upon passage there, it would come back to the House and hopefully then straight to the governor's desk. All right. Well, I want to thank you for being with us today. That was Representative State Representative Holly Sullivan. We also had Sergeant Kurt Dernal from the Indiana State Police, Chuck Earl, a driving instructor, and Kira Hudson shared her story with us. She's testified for this House Bill 1070. For my co-host, Kerma Schultz, and producer Benta Boutier and engineer Mike Pashkash, I'm Bob Zaltzberg. Thanks for listening. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU Public Radio. A podcast of this program is available at WFIU.org. Production support for Noon Edition comes from Smithville, fiber internet, streaming TV, home security, and automation in southern Indiana. More information at smithville.com. And from the Bloomington Health Foundation, partnering with local organizations and citizens to invest in programs that address our community's health needs. Bloomington Health Foundation, improving health and well-being takes a community. More at bloomhf.org.